Hey guys, welcome to the Federico Podcast. We've got a jam-packed episode for you guys today. We asked our Instagram audience for some lockdown topics. You guys gave us some amazing ideas. We spoke about traveling, personal experiences, building routines during lockdown, and life and lessons we learned from schooling. Enjoy. Hey boys, what's been happening? What's new? What's new? We're still in a low-key lockdown. Mm. How lot's been happening? I wanted recently? to tell you about, because now there's a lot of soccer news. Quick yeah. thing. I saw this thing This morning, yeah? Yeah, because now obviously Ronaldo's going United But I saw this thing I said UEFA have just confirmed The Portuguese league Has now taken over League 1 As the 5th best league in the world Meaning Messi doesn't play In the top 5 league anymore Okay, explain that in basketball terms Oh, that's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> that rule at the moment. Have you seen that? those TikTok comments? What is it? <laughs> Every time, like, for example, not TikTok, sorry, Instagram comments. Mm. House of Highlights, yeah, which mm. is predominantly like a basketball, like, reporting account or whatever, or like Bleachers Report and stuff. Mm. Anytime they report any news that's on anything other than basketball, they always say, explain in basketball terms. And someone <laughs> will come up with like an analogy, like for example, like Messi going over to PSG and joining Mbappé. Did they post it on it? Huh? They do. I've seen like, they post like dumb TikTok challenges sometimes. Yeah. People roast oh, them. Yeah. The comment section yeah. is crazy. Nah, but spin so it off. Yeah, go, what, go, what go. What was the basketball version for Messi? I'm interested. Messi, it was the equivalent. Me and actually speaking of it. Because what? Who's at PSG now? Messi. Neymar. And Mbappé, yeah? Yeah. So, what was the equivalent? LeBron? Mm. Yeah. Curry. Okay. Yeah. And then the third one was like a mixture between, I heard, I heard, okay, okay. It was Lakers with LeBron and AD and Curry coming over to join them. That's what it was. Would you agree? It, it's, it's hard to do because there's so many good players in the NBA that are at similar levels. Yeah. But any of those work, yeah. Because okay. they are like, the that front three is like maybe like top five, six, seven in the world, like attackers anyway. Mm. So any of the top seven NBA players will be the same. Give me a quick you comparison. Know? Who's going to be Mbappe? Well, you want the only thing is you want it to be young as well. Yeah. Anthony Davis did come in the league like seven, eight years ago, so he's a young alternative. Okay. Us, you know. I don't know. I'll, Messi I'll, I'll has to be LeBron, yeah. I was thinking Mbappe someone else, but not not any of those. Who's yours? Who's yeah. yours? Who's yours? Like in the NBA in general. Yeah. I was gonna say Luka Doncic. Okay. Yeah. He's young and upcoming. I can say yeah. future goat, probably, yeah. who knows, yeah. of the league. Um, Not of all time. You've got to be careful with that no, one. That's a good one, yeah. Messi. LeBron, has to be LeBron. Yeah, it, I'll, yeah I would say LeBron, yeah. Yeah. Um, Neymar's a t- tough one, though. Because mm-hmm. it's all... He could be a curry. Yeah. yeah. I see a curry just because he's just... He's a show, yeah. He's a showman, yeah. No, that's interesting, though, how, like, they're asking for, like play basketball versions in every yeah. single thing so they have, have they said a ronaldo one since it happened this no morning? no i haven't seen the ronaldo one. Okay. ronaldo news just got what broken bro, like yeah. half last yeah. night yeah what's your reaction man. to that hit, hit me honestly bro i was thinking yeah he's going to city they need a striker like with pep it's possible you know they got the money but i was thinking like it would just be totally disrespectful if it, if it actually did happen to his legacy mm. so now to see that it's actually possible for him to go to united i heard that there was like um Rio Ferdinand and his old coach Alex Ferguson made a big yeah. impact in that move. Yeah. So I think that's what made the difference. What's so funny, bro? What's funny? <laughs> this guy wants to have his input, Ronaldo. Yo, chill. There's nah, it's no input. No chill, input. Chill, chill, allow chill, this guy. Chill. Get you comfortable. <laughs> there's only three months. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. I, haven't <laughs> seen, I haven't seen much. I just seen the hey. Instagram and I got gassed and that's it. Uh, Jamie, Jamie, relax. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> Jamie, young Jamie. Let's do, we'll do a quick. Um, just spin off here. Yeah. Guys, get us to 2,000 both YouTube and Instagram. 
and then young Jamie can probably feature on on an episode. No, nah, not a feature episode. Like maybe like we show his face on an app. I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> if we get to two thousand, we'll give him five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, but keep swinging, keep going. But like you, you were saying, Ronaldo, you you used to watch the yeah, United days and that. So like, yeah, a lot of people are starting to now going to watch the Premier League once again because you know he's back. He's a big mm-hmm. name, the big icon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a bit of a shock, man. Had you you saw it as well because. I knew it was big news once yeah. you posted online as well as a basketball. Nah, word. but I heard about it through you know the room because we were speaking yesterday on the phone, mm. and I heard rumors about and I don't know why, but like I was bored and I was just going through the news. Yeah, yeah, and I heard like um, Ronaldo prob- possibly going to City. Yeah, and that's when I st- spoke about it, boys. Like maybe we mentioned that in an episode or whatever. So I'm like him going to the city. That's crazy. Like this that, mm. and this morning I wake up and it's just the complete opposite. Like same city, but like just different team. Yeah. And I thought like that was big news. And on top of that, I don't know. It just gave me some LeBron James vibes, well, like, like mm. you know the like return the deci- to Cleveland. Yeah, the decision, yeah. You know? oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 it is similar. That's he a basketball version. For you me. know, because obviously LeBron did that. He came into the league at a young age, at yeah. that point playing for Cleveland and stuff. Mm. And now later on in his career, when he was like what sixteen years into his career, then mm. he went back to Cleveland but just to win a ring. But it's a bit different because like, like um, Ronaldo's a bit older. 36 years old. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. like Ronaldo is obviously still a gun, but he's not like prime like LeBron was. LeBron still had a lot in the tank, you know, yeah. since then. Not so really, no. Not when he went to Cleveland. Oh, he went finals like four years in a row. So a bit, yeah. I think that's a bit like, that's a lot in the tank to but make. You know what they say you know? every, year, every year about LeBron though? Every year they say, oh, like, when's this guy gonna... Yeah, like but in his 11th year in the league, he it went back. Ronaldo's was playing for United... 12 years ago, whatever. Yeah, So it's sure. like, it's been that long since. So yeah. 11th year and 12 years since he left. Mm. So it's a bit different. And but players yeah. in the, in what do you call a football, starting to hop around as well. Like Soccer? Yeah, like in yeah. soccer, like they're starting to hop around. Yeah. That wasn't, first of all, it's a normal thing because like, you know how we speak about like Russell Westbrook being traded four times in the last like five seasons or something along those lines, three times in the last four seasons. Yeah. It's a normal thing for players or like um, fans to follow players, you know, mm. whereas in soccer and football, People follow actual teams mm. compared to like the basketball. And now that you've got like Ronaldo hopping from this, this, that, how many of these like fans are gonna like follow him from where from Juventus to this to that, you know? But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't think um, soccer will ever get to the basketball level of trades and that. How frequent mm. basketball is a players' league. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, and it's very very business oriented. Well, yeah. any league is business orientated, yeah. but mm. you know I think it's interesting because now you kind of see like names more frequently. Like so watching Ronaldo play. Yeah. Week in, week out. Because you don't watch League One. You don't watch the French League, the Spanish League as yeah. frequently. But EPL, everyone watches. So it's mm. Look how many more viewers are now going to watch the Premier League. Guaranteed, bro. Uh. That would be the b- biggest league in it sports is, now. It, yeah. is, it, is, yeah. it was already? Uh, it has been for the past few years, but I think Ronaldo coming back, kind of just, they and keep that number one spot for and now. And the league is dead now. Yeah, the league is gone. Like, Messi's left as well. Yeah. And just like, Viewership yeah. is down. Mm. Now, what's the whole thing with the, uh, what was it, the Super League? Is that idea still... A possibility? I think, I think that's long gone right now. That's long gone. Yeah. Okay. So it's not nothing anyone's looking at at the moment, but who knows, bro? It might pop up randomly again in the media. That's true. That's true. Sport's not the same in Oz right now because you can't go over to your mate's house. Isn't in it? Oz? Like Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you shorten <laughs> that? Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, you know, normally you'd be playing for a soccer team and you go and you chat to your mates about what's happening. Yeah. Now the season just started, but there's not really a hype because all it is is online. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, you don't talk to your mates and bag your mate, yeah. have a chat, play FIFA together, whatever. There's yeah. none of that going on now because lockdown. So it's a bit limited mm. with, like, the hype. The feeling of the season's back and Ronaldo. It's like, the only way you know about, like, people's opinions is online. Mm. It's, you're not having chats with your mates. So that's true, even that's sports true. now in Australia, not us, it's, like, going to be like that for at least another month or so. It was, that was a big question when uh, the pandemic hit. Like, what's the future of sports? Like, how are people going to go watch it? Is mm. that how you going? Because you, can, a lot of the essence of sport is going to the actual arenas, exactly. and like, like just being around fans and the passion mm. and all that kind of stuff. Because, like, look at the AFL for example. Like this year again, dead. It's not going to be at the MCG, and oh, it isn't. Yeah, I think there's a high chance it's going to be Gabba? In Perth or Perth because I think because Perth. Don't get well right now. They're not in lockdown, and there's more of a chance of Brisbane going in lockdown at this time of the year. And plus, that place is a desert as well. You know, <laughs> you can hold anything over there and not worry about COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro. <laughs> but the thing is, as well, like they actually have a big stadium, so it's like they can get a big crowd. It's actually very possible. It just seems very strange two years in a row mm -hmm. that no MCG grand final. Yeah, you know, even though like stadiums and stuff are a bit mm. dead, you know, one thing that's increased during the pandemic. What is it? What they call gambling. Online gambling, like yeah. online betting, yeah. Yeah. online betting, just because people watching. I th Dana White mentioned something about that. It goes. Say again. It's probably disposable income. Disposable income is one thing, and also it gives them something to root for. You know, like mm. everyone's bored at home, they can't watch. So a lot of the revenue that comes into um, like certain sportings, like the UFC, I don't know the NBA, a lot of their revenue comes from because obviously they're not going to their revenue from fans coming and watching at their arenas. Ah. You know, so where was that substitute? It came from gambling. I thought that was crazy. You know, mm. like. And how effortless is it to do like to do a bet nowadays? You go on an app, yeah. and it's already connected to your oh, card. Sixteen year old how is it? Damn, that blew that out. I'm not trying to promote no gambling <laughs> sites, bro. Yeah, but but thank yeah. God I'm not on. Like we're not, we've never dealt with that, bro, because that's a scary lane to go through, bro. Exactly. Mm. All right, let's um. I reckon we spin off into the episode. Okay, we asked the audience for some stuff. Yeah, what did they get? Actually, gave quite a bit of good ideas, man. Heaps, yeah, heaps. A lot of it is just, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. We really do appreciate it, and a lot of actually our YouTube audience don't know. Like, so you guys have to follow us on Instagram or TikTok, Facebook, whatever to keep. Uh, maybe not Facebook, but just to keep updated with us because we always ask you guys questions, and you guys are always giving us hectic feedback. So, yeah, no, we appreciate really. it. I appreciate it highly. Well, like the love and support they give us yeah. is hella crazy. You know, yeah. sometimes it's interesting. You know, well, one of the things they spoke about. It got me kind of like it resonated with me was the like w aspirations of what I kind of have planned. Like, what are you having plans for the next couple of years in the future? Because lockdown, it really made me like question what I want to do post COVID. Because like the rest of the world, I'm watching YouTube videos. The rest of the world's back to normal. Mm. Yeah. Europe, people are traveling, no masks. England, America, but you watch the sporting matches like in the Premier League, full crowd, full, no masks, and like I'm like, Premier League, yeah, like soccer, and then I'm like. What the hell, Australia is still like in this tough situation. And then now looking through it, working here and there, f f graduating, it's like, what do I want to do in the next couple of years? Mm. You know? Mm. And it really made me think. Mm -hmm. So I really like... Um, what, what were some things you started to think? Did it, like, what, did you, what conclusion did you come to? Um, well, now, because I've been like, I literally traveled, mm. came back COVID straight away. So I know I actually want to go travel overseas and stuff. Yep. And a big thing is like, living in Australia... For the last couple of years, I realized things don't change in Australia. They stay the same. Like I, I went and lived overseas. I came back. 
everyone's exactly the same. It's just normal. It's As in like, Australia's moving very slowly? No, no, no just how culture, like, culture okay, like, yeah, what people do. For sure, for like, sure. If you go travel for a year and you come back, it doesn't change much. You can just come and go back, you know, because everyone's just going along with life. Mm -hmm. But when you get to travel, you kind of get like that uncommon life experience. You change your perspective on how you live. Mm -hmm. So I know for me personally, I'd love to go uh, back overseas. Yeah. But like live overseas. Is that something you're burning for like after these? Yeah, because COVID. Yeah. Because I know like I'm watching a lot of YouTubers and they're just living the life. Mm. And it's like, just go explore. Because I've been stuck here for two years. Bro, how crazy and Normally is that? I'm traveling and now it's and like... You start to see as well, like how strict we are on COVID. Like you don't know how it's going to be next year as well. Because last year we didn't know this year would be the exact same. Mm. We thought, okay, we'll be post-COVID. We'll move on. Mm. Who knows next year? Yeah, vaccines, but you, know, you, don't wanna you, wanna, you don't want to take that risk, I guess. Yeah. It's actually weird because obviously like in Australia, a lot of the content we consume is like from American YouTubers yeah, and is. Canadians and people from the UK, blah, blah, blah. And to see them living their life like as if like the pandemic doesn't exist and we're out here like back to back in COVID. Like how many times have we've located tried like, because obviously like <laughs> like we've located tried like doing some vlogs and stuff, mm. you know, and doing vlogs and little content ideas. You need to be out moving. You can't be stationary yeah. and stuff. And obviously there's the whole conversation of like adapting to your life to the situation, but stuff that for now, yeah. But like in terms of content ideas, how limited have we become, mm. you know? And Walla, I'll tell you something, road trips was a big one for me. Even Airbnbs. Yeah. We bloody have a house waiting for us to go book it. How long has that been? Like a whole year? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Because <laughs> uh, my bank account has <laughs> forgot. Astro has <laughs> forgot. <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah. Going through the pain. But uh, it's that kind of thing. We're just limited. Mm -hmm. So I feel like now you want to kind of have that freedom. That's what I know for me. A big thing I want to do is just go get that life experience again. Because mm. I feel like it's a way to educate like uh, find out more about yourself yeah. and educate yourself on the world. Because yeah. here we're very isolated Australia. Like what closest country besides New Zealand, like six, seven, eight hours to go. For sure. And it's still like... And then further that, we're in Melbourne as well. So like Melbourne, even pff, the closest country, technically what? Papua New Guinea? Yeah. You know? Mm. If, we, if, we're not, if we're not talking about New Zealand, so it's yeah. like... Because yeah. New Zealand's basically the same Rob, as... We're, an, we're Antarctica, Loki. <laughs> we are Antarctica, you yeah. know? But then I hear like YouTubers, I was watching a guy yesterday, he's like, yeah, I took a two hour train to a new country. Oh. And I'm like, damn. And it's just a completely different world two hours away. Yeah. And the same thing like in Africa, you know, if you was heading in the Middle East, you just you take a one overnight bus, you take a train, you take a quick flight, completely different world. Mm -hmm. You know? And you're, you you guys have travelled around Europe and stuff, so you had a taste of that. And you yeah. know that sweet feeling. So yeah. I was like, oh. But even going Asian stuff, because I saw yeah. um, they said Qantas, ideally in December, they want to open the borders to five locations, to Singapore, yeah. Japan. Uh, UK, Canada. I don't US. believe none of that, bro. I do not believe none of that. Scott Morrison said the he wants bro, this to. This guy been chatting since the start nah, of the pandemic. but it's more like it just G's you up for that yeah. idea because last year you can't do anything because no one's vaccinated. Yeah. Now the rest of the world's traveling. Yeah. Or not? So vaccinations kind of like that idea if, you, if everyone's vaccinated. Yeah. It's just a nice thing like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So mm -hmm. maybe not December, maybe soon we'll be able to travel. I've forced myself not to get into and delve into any of those like possibilities or wishful thinking. Because you're not I, an optimist, yeah. No, no, like I'd say I'm pretty optimistic, but like one thing that I've learned through the pandemic is that, like, it's I don't know, it's uncertainty, yeah, everything's uncertain, mm, you know. Yeah. And I know it, I learned this through lockdown, you know, like you remember when we got hit with like the big pandemic and we were meant to be in it for initially like three weeks and it ended up being like five months or something along those lines where it just got extended, it got extended, you know, and then from like SCOMO to like promoting the idea that at the end of like Christmas last year, something was promised. I can't tell you exactly what it was. Mm. Something was promised. And then when we got to Christmas, like at the end of last year, 
was like, we really, we really not got nothing out of it. I don't mm. know what the hell I just said there. <laughs> we, okay, we on that, has COVID like given you any aspirations for the next couple of years? Oh yeah, 100%. What, what's the, some things you want to... Because I'm actually interested to know what you guys are thinking because you might give me some ideas and stuff, you know? Well, this is me speaking out loud, like like literally out loud. And we had a conversation the other night about this. One thing about COVID, it's red. You know how like I've spoken in past episodes mm. and I've spoken to you guys probably about this, but like my life hasn't really changed during COVID in terms of that constant, like yeah. I still work. Nothing's really changed, you know? Except the fact that I can't go out as much. That's probably the only thing that's changed. I've realized this whole idea of working for someone or working in a lifestyle where um, like I have to exchange sort of like my value or like my time for money isn't for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know that like I want to, inshallah, like probably like within the next five years, build some some, some, some sort of brand. And alhamdulillah, I had that, um, like I'm lucky enough to have started this with you boys, like just before the pandemic. But it's reinforced this idea that whatever we've got going on at this moment, you know, like I'm trying to build like like a massive enterprise or something. I don't, I don't know how big it's going to be, but it's got to be something big in exchange that, just something in the long run. It, the whole idea of legacy conversation we had the other day as well. You know, I want to look back forth and say, like, I put my energy into this for something that I created and I want to see what fruits it, like, it bears down in the future, down mm-hmm. the line, you know? So it's those impact. little conversations, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. good. It seems like you're, sta- like you're starting to look at how you spend your time and why. Mm. So obviously, like, with the job you have, you ask yourself, why are you even doing that job? Why mm. am I like doing that type of job as well like in this many hours as well yeah is it solely for money for sure or is it for other things as well i'm actually learning new skills yeah it's like this yeah, this time of the year everyone's well i hope that everyone's starting to reevaluate these things for sure and there's a difference between being passionate towards something and seeing yourself do it for the rest of your life mm. you know like i'm i'm like i'm passionate about sport you know but like at this moment it's not feasible for me to become an athlete you know like i'm passionate in the midfield you know, I mean, or learning about the body, the the idea of physiology, little stuff like that. You know, but like, you don't want it to be occupation. My occupation in the long yeah. run. I'm mm-hmm. starting to understand the idea. And it's funny enough that I'm speaking about this on a podcast that heaps <coughs> of people will listen to. When this whole idea has been fresh in my mind lately, yeah. I'll probably look back at this like in a year's time and be like, "Yo, like, what yeah. the hell were you waffling about?" Yeah. You know. But it's one of those thoughts that COVID makes you realize. You know, lately this whole lockdown, mm. this pandemic. You know, it gets you really, really thinking. No, I think it's normal though, man. Like during lockdown to start thinking about a lot of things and sometimes even over overthinking. Mm. It's normal. So we shouldn't really beat ourselves. But yeah, I think it's good. I'm starting to do the same. What's got you thinking? I've started to like just, I guess, value my time more. Yeah. And then really think about what type of job I want to get. And do I really want to pick a job that's going to earn me more money and only for the sake of money. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to actually enjoy it or actually benefit or develop as a person whatever it is for sure for sure so like alhamdulillah like i'm not i'm not working at the moment which isn't too bad but then it's like i'm starting to pick up more new things like actually enjoy my free time make the most of it you know what does the most of it mean i know i'm putting on the spot here but like (laughs) these are new thoughts as well yeah like you said for yourself so like I'm just trying new skills, I guess, and seeing if that if that's for me or not. Yeah. And at least I say to myself, okay, I'm a, I'm gonna give it a go. Okay, that's not for me. I'll move on. At least I tried. For sure, for sure. So like video editing, for example, I'm yeah. learning it, and I'm starting to suss into like some of the YouTubers and that. Yeah. And honestly, it's like overwhelming. It's like what the hell are these guys talking about? Little yeah. nitty gritty details yeah. of like yeah. little effects. But I'm still in the early stages. But it's just like it's it's very interesting to start a new skill and at the start of it it's very humbling because mm. you've got no idea mm. 
Mm. And it's like how to how to counter that or or actually just like persevere, is that yeah, that's the word? Yeah, yeah. In like just actually attempting giving it a proper attempt. Exactly. So it's actually very interesting. And obviously it just gives me apart from uni like a purpose in my time, like as as in like I look forward to certain things. I'm not thinking too much about lockdown and you know and all this. Yeah, so I don't know, it's interesting, man. Mm. I'm just it's all these thoughts coming where to my mind right now. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? It's a tough question. I haven't been thinking about it too much because five years I feel I f- well first of all I feel like in the past two years I've my thoughts have changed a lot so I feel like in f- the next five years it might change even like even more so I'll, I've been looking for the past past the past the next year so like because obviously lockdown COVID and stuff you don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. so I'm starting to plan for like maybe next year or the year after I would like to go overseas for a bit as well yeah and travel and just try do what like travel I like to live yeah yeah I've been thinking about it it's just a thought at the moment nothing serious but because I'm studying teaching mm. this could be feasible inshallah yeah well as, as simple as I can teach English overseas bro you know Dubai in Dubai teachers get paid oh, racks I've heard bro they get yeah. yeah just just in case you want to yeah know. I've, no, I've heard bro because like I was speaking to a mate as well he's overseas working as well and then in Dubai no, no, he's he's working in UK. Okay, yeah. And he told me, I told him, I'm doing teaching straight away. He's like, yeah, go to the Gulf countries. <laughs> <laughs> they got money Everyone knows, that. bro. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, is that, I wouldn't mind, but then I think there's other cultures I'd like to experience as well and be exposed sure. to. Mm. And I don't know what, what it is, but I'd like to go by myself if possible. I don't know. Okay, solo travel. But then yeah. who knows? I'll probably get there and it's like, nah, it's not for me. I'll come back. <laughs> but, yeah, as long as, but that's another thing. As long as I've tried. Yeah, yeah giving it a go. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, um, what about yourself? But you've travelled before, so what's the difference now, like in terms of travel? I travelled with someone, so like ah, I travelled with Ashraf. Family. Yeah, family as well. Yeah, like having them, like a few streets away, just an extra bit of security. Yeah, yeah. But then right. I feel like going by yourself, you obviously have the more freedom of control and what you want to do, to s- how you spend your time. Mm-hmm. But then also you start to question why you're doing everything. Yeah, true, true. No true. one, no one, c- no one can see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If I really wanted to, I can just laze around all day and do nothing and just go walk around or whatever it is, or go even elsewhere and not tell anyone. For sure, for sure. And go off the map. But then it's like it's very interesting. You start to learn more stuff about yourself. Exactly. Mm. Technically, I've travelled alone for like three days of my life. You have, believe it or not. Yeah, because when I f- when I went to Umrah, yeah, yeah, there was because before I went to Umrah, I was in Somalia. Yeah, okay. and then what happened was, in order for me, because like all the boys from Australia were all traveling to Umrah, yeah, but half the boys were in London, half the boys I was in Somalia, some of them were still back in Australia, and some other people around the world, yeah, mm. but they were all met up, what call it in Saudi, obviously, and then what happened was at the time, like obviously I convinced my parents, hey, I'm gonna go Umrah, this is that, but I'm gonna go alone with the boys, yeah, but they already had planned that, that we'd go to Somalia for a little bit, all right, so I had to book my flight from Somalia to Umrah to go alone, all right. And I remember there was this there was one time during that period my flights and everything got stuffed up. Okay, so the initial plan was I go from Somalia to what do you call it, Umrah and meet up with everyone just on that same day basically. So technically I I didn't travel on my own in yeah. that if I had gone with that. Um but what had happened was my flights got stuffed up and I had to leave Somalia early. Like I was super, super lucky. To the point where, like Alhamdulillah, one of the boys rang me up from London, asked me, Hey, what's wrong with your um what time are you meant to plan to leave as in, in Somalia? I said, I'm leaving in like three days or something. They're like, bro, because you know with your visa, there's like a 30-day expiration or something like that. Mm. Um, bro, like, bro, if you don't leave by tonight, technically you're not going to be allowed into the country. 
And I'm like, what do I do? And mind you, I'm in Somalia. And with Somalia, flights leave like three times within the week. Or at least we all saying it was like three times within the week. Wednesday, Sunday, and maybe it was Monday. I don't know which three days. But I know that day, it was a Tuesday night. And he called me the Tuesday night, Somalia time. Okay. Um, and in Australia, they were just waking up or something like that. And they had called me and I'm like, I called my, um, what's the guy's called? The flight center or whatever here. Yeah. And I told him like, what am I meant to do? This, this, that. And I'm panicking, you know, because I've been thinking about this umrah, the fact that I get to travel on my own, travel with the boys. I'm like, I have to go to this. Yeah. So then I called him and then after, alhamdulillah, I was lucky. In that, in the city that I was staying at in Somalia at the time, Garoua, um, they just built an airport. Yeah. And Everything was just well, planned like to the T. They just built an airport and that airport was running at, by the time I got mm. there. And there was a flight leaving that same night. So we hustled things. And initially, what, what was meant to plan, I know I'm going on a tangent here. Initially, the plan was, I was meant to go from one city to another city, but through a um, car ride. Okay, because in mm. Somalia, to travel from one city to another, everyone usually goes on like a little road trip, essentially. It's like an eight-hour road trip. Every time that I've been to Somalia, the road trips that I used to go on would with, was with my parents. And in Somalia, between cities and stuff, there's checkpoints. And the, the security guards and stuff are just absolute headaches. You know, just to get to let them through, they'll ask you for a, a bit extra money. They'll ask you for oh drugs, wow. little stuff. They just give you yeah. a hard time. And I'm lucky, I'm I'm shitting bricks. Like I'm thinking to myself, like, how am I gonna go travel from checkpoint to checkpoint on my once? Mm. But I was like, I'm down for the experience because I'm on my own. You know, so technically there was some sort of good that came out of all that struggle. You know, like in terms of my flight, me leaving three days early from Somalia meant that I didn't have to go through all those checkpoints. Meaning that I only had to travel like 20 minutes to like the airport that was in the city at the time. Yeah. And it meant that I could to stay in Dubai for like four days. And in the four days in Dubai, bro, I was just careless. Because now I have four days between and we're going to fly to Saudi, yeah? Yeah. And in those four days, bro, absolutely careless. Just wandering around the city. By yourself, yeah? Yeah, doing yeah, nothing, nice. bro, you know? And at that time, like, my phone's off. I, have, I didn't even buy a SIM card in the city. Because there's no one to contact. There's, there's no, no reason to. Yeah. Straight up. And that was your first time, like, in Dubai, those four days by yourself? Na Dubai, that was like my fourth time there. I'm oh, sorry, I mean by yourself. Oh yeah, on my own it was like. And how was that? Just the idea, like doing things on your own. Obviously, good and bad. Okay. Good and bad. It was bad in the sense that, like, when you have so much time, you don't know where to start with yeah. it. And because I didn't plan to be in Dubai for four days, it was actually it wasn't the best thing in the world. Mm. You know, because I was like, what do I do? Should I go spend it on this? Should I go spend my time there? Got to do that. And I personally hate Dubai. No, like literally, I mm. do not like Dubai. I just think it's just a fake city. I'm kind yeah. of the same as well. Yeah, I just yeah, it's not like it's artificial, artificial beauty. Yeah, it's not natural. That's a, that's what we resonate with more. Some yeah. people resonate with other stuff, and they like that, like, like that glamour and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And I think unless you've got bands, like money to actually spend like thousands of dollars and all that kind of stuff, then Dubai really isn't for you, you know. Mm -hmm. But the good side of Dubai is like you know data and that, yeah. you know, where it's just like you see guys who sort of living their life like as, as if it's in the past. Mm. You know, they're yeah. walking around with these like timber, like trolleys. Locals and stuff. The locals, yeah. yeah. Mm. And that's the side that's actually sort of nice. You know, people just busking and asking for money, this little stuff like that. You know, solo, doing things solo though, if you're keeping yourself busy, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But when you're alone and it's like, you know, when you get bored, that's when it's really tough. Mm. It's the same thing as like now, isolation or lockdown. It's you're fine being by yourself, but then as soon as you run out of things to do or you don't plan, yeah. that's when you, it starts to become more difficult. And imagine you're on the other side of the world, no yeah. friends, you don't speak the language. Yeah, you just that's when you know things get the better of you, especially if you don't have a job lined up or studies or anything. Mm. Yeah, so it's it's a big thing. Yeah, you know? but you know the funny thing is as well, the things that like sort of aren't planned and they just happen are the things that are like most memorable. You know, like those four days 
um, those four days and then there's days after when we actually went, ended up going to Saudi and and then when I met up with the boys and everyone was talking because everyone when they we all linked up everyone had a different problem with the flights that oh was wow. the funniest situation <laughs> like nearly all of us had missed like our flights because the guys coming from London this that mm. you know but it's those moments that later on you look back like three years later on I'm like alhamdulillah that mm. it was actually planned that way you know because if it was planned in the way that like I'm from Somalia straight to Dubai that's just so linear and boring you know, but you look mm. back at it and I was like, but I started at one point for one whole day. I just binged one whole Netflix series, you know, because I got, because I think it was like the last day. Yeah. And it, was, it was sex education. And I don't know why I watched that. Yeah. Yes. But it was an amazing <laughs> show at that time, you know, mm. but in that free time, I'm just like, bro, this mm. is actually nice. You know, just doing nothing and like yeah. being like there, for example. Nah, there's supposed to be mishaps, man. There's supposed yeah. to be mishaps. That's but part of it. But traveling is like one of those things where it's like, it might not happen anytime soon. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the tough thing. You so guys, if you get jaded about anything that you you know you can't do, for example, the next six months, yeah, it's like, you know. I feel you. I feel. Yeah. Do you have any interesting travel stories? This might turn into a <laughs> travel episode. Yeah, but on that, you made me remember, like, yeah. one time we we're in Paris, okay, and we're going. So we finished all of our Europe stuff, and we're going back to London for another two weeks before we come back. So we're in Paris, and then we had to get, take a bus back to London, and they go on the boat and stuff. So Ali and I. Booked a um, bus ticket. I booked a bus ticket. Yeah. Ownership. So he booked the bus ticket and we're going with three of our mates. We jump on the bus. They, they go in front of us. We show the bus ticket. He goes, you can't get on. Why? He said, what's wrong? He goes, you booked it for yesterday. <laughs> so so Ali, booked Ali booked it for yeah. yesterday. Because when That's you book it, I said it was me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you book the ticket and yeah. you maybe didn't change the days. So the other boys booked for the correct day. We didn't. So they go back to London. We're stranded in Paris, and we were in. We came. We went Paris. Went Spain, Portugal, whatever. And then we've already been in Paris for like five days. Now we came back for two days, and we're just sick of it. Yeah. We're like, but we just want to go back to London, mm. relax. And then what'd you guys do those two days? We're stuck. We went to a uh, went to Macca's, tried to get Wi Fi because we didn't know what we we're gonna do. We had to book another ticket. Yeah. Had to book a hotel. Mm. It was like 11 p.m. was the overnight bus. Yeah. So we're stranded in France. Yeah. And we're like, we have nothing. We have. No place to stay. Yeah. We don't even know what where to start to like start. We don't searching. talk the language. So yeah. we got by by seeing an Arab guy and talking Arabic to them. Yeah. A lot of the time. Like because halal restaurants, so you could just speak Arabic to them. So that was lucky. And then we're just stranded and we're like, what are we gonna do? So we went to Macca's, free Wi Fi, Macca's closed. Sat outside for a bit. We had to go find somewhere else that had free Wi Fi. Twenty four seven. No, no not not, like not that one. Yeah, not that one. Gotcha. And then we're just walking around Paris. We didn't have money to buy a taxi. We're so anything. clueless, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we had all these bags. It started snowing. Oh, and then you had your massive. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Like just a backpack and another duffel bag, because obviously, you know. And then we're like, what are we going to do? So we Googled the hotel that was close. We walked in. And the first thing you say is like, bonjour, whatever, salut. You say hello. Yeah. It's like, do you speak English? The guy goes, no. And then <laughs> <laughs> we're just awkward. They're like, okay. <laughs> and then he said it in a way, because like French people... French people get the most tourists in the world. Yeah. You know, because people come for two, three days and it's very like disrespectful when people just constantly come up to you anywhere in France, like, salut, hello, do you speak English? It's like they want to speak their native tongue. They want to be able to express their culture, but unfortunately, because so many English speaking people come, they kind of lose it. So because of that, they're very, they get very angry. So the guy got angry at us and they were like, you know, like, you speak Arabic? He goes, nah, man, he's from, he was from Tunisia. Yeah. And then we just had a chat with him and he organised the hotel room for us. All of a sudden nah. he's like, yeah. mate. <laughs> like he opened... Like got on the house or like... No, nah, nah, but he goes, nah, cheaper nah. or whatever because we came late and we go, yeah. we're going to take the next bus in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we took the... Then we slept, 
It was just random. We had to go get a hotel. The next day we came. We, we forgot where the bus stop was. No. You get, you get lost. Like the street names are in French. Yeah. And we just were, we took the bus. And then we're like, we started just walking anywhere to find the hotel. Gotcha, gotcha. And find the closest market. So we literally just said, let's walk. Yeah. At like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, walking yeah. around Paris. Wait, paint the picture. So this one bus stop takes you to London yeah. yeah okay but then we w- were there we're stranded we're like let's go find the closest Maccas yeah so we start walking we just walk all around Paris down it. and then the same thing in the morning we're at 7am we had no idea where to go also when you only go to one place for the first time it looks different at night compared to during the day <laughs> that is true <laughs> that so is like we true. we got there we're like we're, we're like oh yeah we'll find the place and that we're walking around like what the hell we don't even yeah. know this area at all <laughs> yeah but it was a good experience, man. It's just like those, t- you're right, those type of things, like, look, yeah. you look back at it and look, today we're speaking about it. You're speaking yeah. about your story. It's just how, how funny. tired were your feet? How tired were yeah. your feet? That's a radical question. I think it was our minds mostly, man, because it's just like, we didn't know what was going to happen next, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was just funny. It was the end of our trip. The boys went back to London and we were just stranded. Yeah. And stranded around Paris. Just, I can just remember we're sitting outside the bus stops, like, you know, in the movies when they're just like sad, you, you homeless just guys, whatever, <laughs> outside. And we're just sitting there. The bus leaves us and we're just sitting there watching the bus. <laughs> I'm stranded, you know? Mm. So that was funny, yeah. But you know, those stories are the ones that you remember for the long time. Yeah. Like later on, you can just, like right now, you're having a laugh at it. But in the moment, you're just like, bro, take me back to London. Mm. I was so embarrassed as well, bro. My mate <laughs> saw, saw us like get the wrong day and he's laughing at me. And I was, I was, I was just so embarrassed. And moment. you're burning in the moment as well. Yeah, exactly. But then now it's, it's like, just like, like how stupid can you be? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, any stuff up is a stuff up but a stuff up internationally that's a bad yeah thing. man yeah well, that's crazy but see that that whole idea of like just being able to take buses like an hour mm-hmm. and going to a new city trying new cultures i think that's just one thing and just you know exploring more to the world like even if it is for like three months or mm-hmm. six months mm-hmm. it's not much of our lives like that's we're in true. our mid-20s mm-hmm. we're gonna come back to australia and then start working full-time again or whatever in your field i've so never met a person who's traveled and doesn't have like a funny travel story you know, like that's actually <laughs> yeah. properly trouble. That would have been awkward if we didn't have anything. Yeah. That, <laughs> really, they're just really lying, bro. They're yeah. not telling us. They're too embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the full story. Yeah. 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 But, but yeah. I started realizing why, like, a lot of people say, don't go to Europe, don't go to Europe, because, you know, like, it's some not similar, but it's uh, like more expensive or it's a bit, you know, nicer compared to other countries. But then I started to realize why Europe is uh, like a nice location to go to. Like, if you go to um, the Middle East, there's different cultures but they're still very similar you know like they all kind of speak arabic or like different dialects and the food's still like kind of similar because all like the middle east you know like that region of you know arabia and then you go to different areas and it's like a lot of people speak the same language like us go there if not you go to asia and malaysia it's still different but europe you can literally take like a two-hour bus and it's completely different country different language different Mm. culture like you go from France to Italy, completely different people. Yeah. But it's like, and that's just a three-hour train. But if you're in Asia, you take a flight from Malaysia to China, then it's different. China to Japan, it's different. So you have to take flights, and it's a big effort. But in uh, Europe, like we're in Netherlands, it's like you can take a bus to Brussels. It's a lot more compact, like a lot. Take closer. a train to. So it's different cultures, hours away, mm. completely different world. So mm. that's the interesting thing where it's like people can go and do seven countries in three weeks if they want. But other places, it's like you go to Middle East, you can do the same, but it's very similar. They're both Arabic speaking, yeah, food's gotcha. kind of similar. So Europe has that kind of. That's why I realized a lot of people Variety. like it. Yeah, there's so many cultures all in one space that's within like yeah. arm's reach. Yeah, yeah, and then we've got like Melbourne and Perth. 
<laughs> we, take a, we take like an hour bus ride or two to Bendigo. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> no, I don't know. If you guys, you guys being perfect, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if you realize, but if you go to back to, oh my god, you know one thing I realized about back? you go back in time. <laughs> well, like you go back in time. Yeah, I don't know what bro. it is, bro. Adelaide's worst. Adelaide, oh, Adelaide's, Adelaide's, yeah. Adelaide's a desert. I've never been. Perth's just been? a big desert. That's all yeah. it is. They're both yeah. deserts, yeah? yeah. But like, <laughs> like for example, you know, when I went back to Perth at the start of the year for the wedding, yeah, hmm. what happened was. You remember the old coals from like 10 years ago? Bro, I thought I was going back Same in place. time. Like it was like Bendigo. Literally, when you go to Bendigo, yeah. those type of coals. It's like nostalgia, like the brick and mortar stalls. Like there's people actually serving people at the registers. Yeah. There's no such thing as a self-checkout. I'm just like confused. I'm like, what? <laughs> and they have the worst sales at coals and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Different universe. Coles, yeah, Perth is... Yeah. It's crazy how like you just remove yourself from a certain location, in, uh, like an environment, and just everything around you just mm. like sort of like changes you know but that's crazy yeah. I love that's crazy no, that's crazy man <laughs> it's interesting watching those youtube videos man because i've just been rinsing youtube i went the whole month of august i did no social media because mm -hmm. i came back and then this is before lockdown even happened my mate and i were like we're spending too much time he's like yeah let's try to like get rid of social media yeah really just spend that time elsewhere and i went off it i don't watch too much youtube but there's so many good videos out there, man. On YouTube, yeah. yeah. I just rate, like, YouTubers, mashallah. I'm already there. planning to watch three when I go home tonight, mashallah. <laughs> I don't know what today is. What's, what's does today? Saturday? Saturday, yeah. I don't know why all the great videos. It's probably because of the Friday, because in America. Yeah. Some nice sense. ones. But sorry, continue. Yeah. No, I just, a Your very YouTube addiction. Yeah, because you watch it and you can kind of, like, you benefit at the same time. And it's entertainment, so I enjoy it. That's true. Yeah. And it's inspiring as well. Yeah, I, I don't is. know. It is. So the whole yeah. thing was speaking about... Um, you know, I was speaking to you about like the whole working and the time, exchanging for money and yeah. all that kind of stuff. A lot of that inspiration comes from YouTube, like YouTube and low-key TikTok. Any specific know? person? Um, I love a Casey Neistat. Yeah, I, okay. I feel like he's really, really inspiring. In the sense, I'm not inspiring to like the whole productivity and blah, blah, and all that kind of stuff. It's just like the way he creates his work and the, the art and the angles and so the I'm way he conveys a message. We're speaking about it all, yeah. like editing, like conveying a message like without actually verbally saying it mm -hmm. or without it being like explicit, mm. you know? But sorry, you yeah. go. It's a lot of times it's not about like even what the person says, mm -hmm. it's what they do and how they make you feel. Yeah, for sure. A lot of YouTubers have that kind of like, um, like it's a form of art, mm. you know, how they communicate, how they make you feel. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like that. Even like the, the, the big YouTubers and stuff in, um, in the UK, like Chunks and all that kind of stuff, like that stuff doesn't just happen. Mm. You know, there's a lot of work that gets to where they got to, you know, and yeah, the effort sure. they put into it. I don't know. Mm. People just look at it, it. You can look at it purely 2D and look at it as like it's a form of entertainment. But if you look at it from a different angle, it's just like it's just hard work that's been put into it and thought. Mm. That's another big mm. thing. And Shah, that's something yeah. we can probably you gotta do. you got to get on for our work week. Yeah. 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 Well, what, made, what made you realize something? Now, just now, when you're talking about it, for our work week, like Tim Ferriss is the guy for all this. Huh? Yeah. He, he has he coined the term lifestyle design, mm -hmm. which is what you want. You want to design your own lifestyle. You want to design the life you want to live. Mm. So just that. That's, mm. that. that's what the book's about. We'll get you know? to that. Promote yeah. that book, yeah. Nah, Tim nah, Ferriss is a goat, though. It's not for everyone. The book's not for everyone. <laughs> it's not for a lot of people. <laughs> Gazelles. Yeah. Gazelles. <laughs> yeah, um, what, what else do people say on Instagram? What's um, There's been one other thing. Um, yeah, thanks. Cheers, brother. <laughs> thanks, Jamie. <laughs> young Jamie um, School Someone asked us about school Like life after school and whatnot. And um, I think one interesting question was asked What's something valuable that we've learned from s In school That we've started to realise just now Or like life after school mm -hmm. um, and I'll probably spin the question to one of you boys Like an aspect 
okay, I'll start. I, I saw the because yes. no, I saw the Instagram comment about like what school doesn't prep you for. Yeah. But now a takeaway from school. Um, do you have an? No, I don't. I can ha- I can have a spin off. Okay, go and then I'll go after you. I think teachers is a big thing. Yeah. Like I didn't realize the value of teachers till after school had passed, and I'm not trying to be like corny or cliche or anything like that. Um. But I was looking a trouble kid in school. You know, I was that mm. nuisance, that kid that just bumped heads. I spoke about, like, the whole suspension things in and out of school. Um, but, like, I think life after school, like, there were certain quotes or certain things, like, teachers would say in the moment that just stick louder, like, after school. Like just It just rings in your head type of thing. Um, and there was, there was, like, also certain teachers. I remember listening to a Joe Rogan podcast, the one with, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. And they'll speak, I don't know what the conversation was, or how it got to this, but they were speaking about teachers and learning from certain people. And Neil asked uh, Joe Rogan um, that people can only name five teachers or people that have taught them in their life. They, 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 they can only name about five people that have impacted them, like teachers, in their schooling careers. You'll never have more than five teachers. Like, and in your school, you probably have like 20 teachers, 30 teachers, something like that. Mm. But you can't name more than five that impacted you. You know, and I thought about that. I was asking myself my, that same question. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, how many teachers impact me? Or could I say later on, I really love that teacher, like, just for being who they actually are. Could you name five? Like, thinking No, I, I could probably name two. Yeah, I'm thinking the same. I could mm. probably only name two. One in well. high school, one in primary school. That's wow. it. You know? And, and I'm thinking about it, like, if you actually break it down, it's because they, they were bigger than just being teachers. Mm. You know? And he was saying that to Joe Rogan, like, your interactions with people, you want them to remember you more than, like, face value, basically. Like, later on, even the time has passed, they'll still say, hey, that person right there, like, even though it's been 10 years since I last seen him, they've had an impact in my life. You know? And I was thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, I had that one teacher, you know, who actually made teaching fun, you know? Because learning was boring, bro. You can't tell yeah. me you came to school and you actually... I came to school to socialise, you know? I think and most kids, yeah... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know a person that said, yeah, I'm keen to get my homework done. especially the amount of hours p- kids have to go to school and the amount of days, it's like, how do you expect them to stay motivated the whole time? Exactly. I don't, know, I don't know if it's just me, but I can't even think of a teacher that, like, obviously everyone has a part of who you are today, but I can't think of, like, one teacher or even two that, like, nah, they really did impact me. Yeah. Maybe because I was such a different person in school. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I can't think of like, yeah, I, like I had a lot of relationships with teachers. Like we're just mates, banter, I used to air raid, so we're just ha- having jokes, talking about sports. But it wasn't like, oh, these one, two teachers really made me, like shifted my perspective on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Well, no, that's, but and that's, that's completely normal. But I've had teachers like outside of school, like a teacher with like your whatever, Quran or something like that. And it's like that guy really helped me different perspectives or a mentor. Yeah. And they might have like helped me to who I am today. But I don't think... And you look at them as more than just a teacher as well. Yeah, because you have like a relationship. But I feel like maybe life teaches me more, mm-hmm. you know? Or like you have a teacher, you're like you're literally learning for someone when you read a book or listen to a mm-hmm. podcast. He's kind of like your teacher. You know, you're reading 500 pages of a guy talking. But I feel like life taught me more about who I am today than... The, uh, the school system did yeah, itself. Yeah, like that's the... Yeah. About teacher in school. Because like maybe like I can after school, like my grandpa has helped me to who I am today or my dad. You know, or even like a Quran teacher or something like that. A guy from the local community gave me advice or something. That kind of made me who I am today. Or you boys. But then it wasn't like a teacher in school. Mm-hmm. Really shifted my me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Was there a teacher that ever made you like school? I used Other than your PE teachers. Because all boys say PE teachers. No, yeah, I, but PE, yeah. like, I like PE <laughs> either way. Yeah. Unless the guy picked crap sports. <laughs> 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 um, 
I everyone kind of like resonated with different subjects, and like in my later years, I was a big um, humanities, history, business, legal guy. Uh, like you know when things come natural to you, like I didn't need to study and I was run a muck on them. Yeah. So that was alhamdulillah, like because that I would put in the effort and I was run more of a muck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Definitely. I really enjoyed that, and I had actually difficult teachers in that. Difficult like, in what sense? Like uh, in when I was at um, AI, there was a teacher, and a lot of people said, "Oh, he's harsh. He's harsh, and he's hard to work with, and he just like he got maybe an ego thing and stuff like that." And then I would be with him, and I'm like, "I'm still getting good marks." Yeah, and I, even I don't though, see it. even though there's a relationship where it's like she, he's very strict or she's very strict. I had a legal teacher, McLeod. She's very strict, but then I still used to like do well, and, mm-hmm. you know. And unfortunately, like teachers can be mad at you, but if you do well and you do the right thing in class. Yeah, you you know? s- your results will yeah. still come. Because I know you're putting in the work. There's no, ch- there's no, there's no way you can always get high marks, eighty, ninety, or something, mm. without putting in the work. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Ali, what about you? Mm, school. Uh, you actually, you actually right. Come to think about, like, you know, teachers, because you have to really ask the question: Did they do? Did they really make an impact, or did you just enjoy the interactions with mm-hmm. them? And mm-hmm. like, I could think of one or two. Sheikh Bilal was one for sure. Like, especially because I left in year 10 to go to a public school. And I just remember him saying to me, like, whatever you do, don't forget your identity. Like, he kept it that simple. Mm. He was still saying it back then? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Identity. <laughs> like, like, I'm in year 10. And, uh, bro, I was trying to puzzle it in year 10. I'm thinking, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, mm. it, I'm trying to deep it. Yeah? And <laughs> I never mm. understood it until, like, maybe after school. Like, moving on to uni and all that. Mm. But I think there's other aspects that really shaped me more than teachers. Yeah, like as weird as it sounds, some YouTubers as well, mm-hmm. or like TV shows. Yeah, it's normal. Yeah, but yeah, like TV shows. But it sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Michael Scott's my lifelong teacher, <laughs> bro. How respect how. Yeah, bro. But it just it sounds weird, right? But like that's just how uh, we're moving these days, I guess, mm-hmm. because you consume so much of them as well, and you start to c- I don't know relate more to them. Mm. So I'd say, for example, like Matt Diavella, YouTuber. Yeah, I related sure. to him a lot. Yeah, like that's where I started to think about self. Um, what's the word? Self improvement. Self improvement. I didn't yeah. even know it ex- existed. I didn't even know what it was. For sure. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was a thing. And he he was just like an honest guy talking about his into, like his insecurities or like things that he need to work on with habits or whatever it was. And I and those type of moments made me realize, oh crap, I'm not the only one mm. going through these type of things. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's very interesting, like looking back at like your schooling years and that, and seeing that. They didn't make as much of an impact th- than you thought when you really deep it. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit disappointing because you're there for so long in that many years. 13 years, yeah. Yeah, cool. so it just shows the, the the need of like teachers, I guess, you wouldn't say take their job more serious, but just putting more an effort on to the students and mm. to their lives as well, not just doing your minimum, mm-hmm. which is like giving out the curriculum work, whatever it is. Yeah. And that's why I got into teaching. I'm, I'm very, very interested in that type of thing. So... It's yeah, it's it's fascinating. Wait, wait, what part are you interested in? So like at the moment, I'm only I'm studying um to be a high school yeah. PE teacher, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna start with that. Inshallah, possibly even like teach English overseas. I want to experience different schooling systems in other countries as well. Yeah, I've seen I've heard about Scandinavian countries are very interesting. Mm-hmm. So these are things. Uh, what 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 got you into teaching? Yeah, so one of the things was. Noticing like the impact you can make on students. Gotcha. You want to have that impact. Was on there a teacher that had that life? even outside of school? Like it's like, oh, I yeah. really want to be like so and so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think only outside of school I started to realize 
one or two of my teachers interacting with them outside of the school hours, noticing how their personality is and how much they actually care about, you know, people post. What are you school? doing outside of school hours? No, <laughs> 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 playing football. Now, that's <laughs> all, bro. <laughs> yeah, Nothing yeah. special that you're thinking. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just those type of personalities, like Mr. Alakumi, for example. I'll speak to him in public. Yeah, he's a guy. He's a science teacher. I was never into science. So in, whenever I had him, I was terrible. Like yeah. But then even like outside of school, he'll, he'll talk to students and he'll s- even if they're grown out adults and he'll like actually have like deep conversations with people and like he's very interested in what you're doing. More than and a student. Exactly. More than a teacher. It just shows like he actually cares about you guys. Like mm. you're part of the community. Yeah. And that's what I, I want to do. I want to make an impact on the community. So For beyond sure. your job. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Like you don't just teach them. Mm. But I th- when you're talking there, I think a big thing with the schooling is with teachers, you only have a teacher maybe one year and you switch from another. Like my science teacher in year eight and year nine, my science teacher in year eight and year nine would switch, you know, or nine and ten, or my English would switch each yeah. year. So because of that, you have a guy for a year, you know, three three days a week, and that's it. Yeah. So you don't build a deep enough connection because they have so many classes. But if you had one teacher for like seven, eight, nine, maybe some schools do this, but our school didn't, then you might build a deeper connection where they can kind of like yeah. mentor you a bit more. Because mm. yeah. sometimes like the teaching ends when the bell rings. Mm-hmm. Do you get yeah. it? But it's like, that's not how education is. You're always learning. Yeah. For so sure. if it was more like that, but that made me remember there was one guy who made me actually believe in myself and a self-belief, like a self-confidence okay. thing was never something that was like um, taught to me, you know, but he never actually had taught me e- ever. So he was like um, one of like the VCE coordinators was up like senior school principal, whatever. I never had him. I, when I was leaving in year 10, I gave him the leaving form and then he came and had a meeting with me. He goes, I don't want you to leave. I want you to be school captain. Uh, and I'm thinking, Chang. I'm an aerator. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I'm an aerator. <laughs> what do you see in me? I'm what pla- type of school I'm captain? I'm playing sport. I know I was intelligent. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Like, I could get by. You know, if I put in the work, I could do well. But I wasn't like, you know. Fit for the role. Yes. But I, no, I was I was a balance of everything. So, like, I could communicate well. I could do well in class. And I, I would crack jokes. But I wouldn't be like, I wasn't never the class clown. Like, I wasn't that bad. So, I was a balance. And he goes, no, I want you to be school captain. I'm thinking. Damn, like you have that much confidence in me that I can be of benefit mm-hmm. and impact. Because a lot of things I did that I did very well, mm-hmm. you know. So he saw that and he had faith like, nah, you got to believe in yourself, you know. And I'm like, this guy's never taught me. And yeah. everyone, this guy was strict. Like That's this right. guy, like people didn't have friendships with him. So when he did that, I'm like, it made me think maybe I do have something to offer. Gotcha. And then that started to build the trend where it's like, okay, maybe I can help people. And does that still ring in your head to this day? Well, yeah, because it's like that idea where it's like someone believed in you, mm. even when you weren't, when you didn't believe in yourself. Gotcha. So I was like, nah, I'm an air raider, whatever. And then they see something in you that you probably like didn't yeah. acknowledge and, yourself. And the thing is, you, he never had, like, he was never my teacher. If he was my teacher, it's like, oh, maybe he saw something, but it's like maybe through other people or whatever. Conversations. Just, but stuff. sometimes you just like have an eye for it. Like, yeah. You know, it's like ma- maybe now I can look at someone and say, you know, I reckon you can do this. Exactly. And you're looking at it now, you were probably looking at it from the lens of like your peers, the other students in your class. You're like, mm. why me yeah. type of thing? But teachers, you can see it, bro. Yeah. Like clearly, like you can see which one's like the Potential, little annoying man. pest. Yeah. <laughs> Ali, you probably know yeah. better than we do with yeah. your... But that's crazy, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> but schooling didn't prep. Schooling doesn't prep you, obviously, for the real world. No, that's understandable because uh, the world's changing. But the schooling system isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we want to do an episode on that. But what specific to you didn't it prep you for? Like what's an area that schooling school didn't prep uh, in a legendary for? Um, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you something. I think I feel like <laughs> I feel like ever since like after high school, 
the more that we got into the world that I realized the world is like you just feel so tiny in the world. Yeah. Like in school I felt like like we were babied and like we weren't really prepared for the real world. Yeah. I think that's what I'm trying to say. That's the bigger thing. Like when you go out into the real like there's bigger players, there's so many people having uh, this impact on the world. And a lot of it's got to do with conspiracies and stuff. <laughs> no cap, I'm not gonna lie, yeah. you know. It's like um, you know, Prison Break, you know, yeah. Prison Break, where there's there's the scene of um, Tancredi is that their names? Tancredi yeah, or Tancredi. something? Yeah. Tancredi. You know, the vice president and how basically Schofield Lincoln is yeah. in prison because he apparently killed them or something like that. But the whole thing was just basically faked. Yeah. Yeah. He never actually ended up killing them. I just feel like that's how life has been after school. Like, there's so much going on and I feel so small into the uh, world. So you feel like... But the school didn't prepare you for that. So you yeah. feel like the world's controlled by the company? <laughs> no kidding. <Yeah. laughs> like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Bro, yeah. once I first heard about the company, I'm like, bro, we're going through it right now. That's where we are. This isn't fake. Well, during COVID? No, no, I'm saying the earth and just like how okay. businesses are run and stuff. Yeah. I, just I don't want people thinking I'm a conspiracy theorist as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I have my head screwed on, but like the world's bigger than us. That's one thing it for is, sure, you know? And little things like, for example, um, like what? when when did we re reread Rich Dad, Poor Dad? It was like first year? Uni? Second yeah. year or something like what, that. 2018? Yeah, straight out of high, straight after high school. When we, like when I sort of understood the concept of financial literacy, like um, the whole idea of taxes. I remember the one of the first things I understood about taxes was like, you know, the thing with like Donald Trump mm. and also like billionaires and stuff. Mm. When they want to go out for like a business trip, yeah, or they want to go have coffee or they want to have to do this, everything's on the business. They're not really using their money. You know, they're, they're, they're making their taxes work for them. Little stuff like that. And uh, you can read into the book and find out about that. But just little stuff about how you can use your money. You know, how like career pathways <laughs> and there's just, just life yeah. is bigger than, you know, going to school nine to three and stuff. And I feel like that isn't preached to most kids in the schooling system at the moment. You know, like mm. kids just think, oh, they've got seven periods a day. And I, I was with my, um, what do you call it, my little cousin yesterday and I was watching her during her homeschooling and stuff. And I'm just like, man, it's so cute to see how innocent she is. Man, give it give it fifteen years. There's a whole world ahead of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. she's gonna hit the fan, bro. And then also, I reckon some teachers, for example, financial literacy, uh, they're not aware of it. I feel. Yeah, because we're in a society where no one knows so about this like stuff. You know, you can't really like blame some teachers that actually don't know. Yeah. Like if you look at if you went if you were to go back to your school now, yeah, yeah. and you had a conversation with some teachers, yeah, you'll be surprised like how much they don't know of certain aspects that you have learned through reading or whatever it is. Exactly. Like Half of them are on mortgages, bro, trying to pay off their thingy. Yeah. You know, so you, you can't like maybe use the word blame, but you still have to take responsibility for the amount of knowledge you learn. Like if you're not yeah. putting in the effort. You can't. You st it's a, it's a, everyone's accountable to kind of like seek that kind of knowledge. Yeah. Maybe they don't have to read a thousand books, or whatever. But read one or two. Listen to some podcasts. Have discussions where your mindset can grow. Because the more you know, the more you can benefit those kids. 100%. So if you look at the teaching, they say teaching is a noble profession. You know, you have a lot of responsibility. So the more you learn, the more you teach, the better it is for the next generation. For sure. But if you're not putting an extra effort, and that's what a lot of teachers might do, they might just do the bare minimum. Then it's like you know. That mm. is, you, ha you have to take accountability. You have to take some blame. Yeah, and you also know? the aspect of being a student doesn't stop when you finish school either. You yeah. know, it's it's just a, it's a, literally it's a lifelong journey mm. afterwards. Like being able to read books and understand mm. certain concepts, yeah. um, little stuff like that. I think, but people fail to understand that. But then the ho that whole pressure was on my shoulders from there. Mm. I guess like after school, it's like okay, now this is life. What am I going to do with it? You know, and alhamdulillah, I have like. 
like I'm not an overthinker. I don't really, I'm not a stress head or anything like that. You know, like yeah. I can look at it, look at it objectively and sort of say, hey, this is the problem or this is something I don't understand. Let me try to tackle that, yeah. you know. But then I feel for the people who don't have that sort of like that, that mentality or that yeah. mental toughness to sort of be able to navigate. Yeah. Consciousness yeah. is another thing to understand themselves. You know, but then, like I should have said, yeah, it's 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 the onus is on you, yeah. and obviously, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna be here and start shitting on teachers either. Like, there's so many little qualities that teachers have taught me that I probably can't even acknowledge and say, yeah, you're the one exactly. that taught me that's that. True. You know what I mean? Like, I remember back in grade four. You know how I told you there was two teachers that like impacted me. Yeah, mm. that impacted me with things that are not even related to teaching. Mm. You know, it's just certain things. Like, for example, my grandfather was sick in like when I was in like grade four, something like it was back in 2008. Yeah, and I remember. My teacher in the morning when I got to school, she already hadn't heard the news or she asked me like, I think I came late to school that day or something like that. I remember I told her and I told her like, yeah, like my grandfather's sick or something like that. And I'll be honest, I didn't really feel feel anything. Like I was like, yeah, my grandfather's sick. Like, okay, like let me just get to school. I'm a little kid. It's you just know? fact. Yeah. It's just a fact, you know. She yeah. felt for me about something I didn't even feel for myself. Mm. She gave me a nice hug. She took me to the, you know, the staff room. Bro. The staff room at school, you feel like a king. Yeah. You know, if you get special sent special treatment. Special I already came late to school, so I already feel like a king. <laughs> you know, there was two times I ever but I'll tell you something about school, yeah? yeah. Two times you ever feel like a king. If you come to school halfway through the day and you got like Maccas or something in your hand mm. and you're the only or one. You leave early. When you leave oh, early, yeah. that's one. And the second one is when you go to the staff room. It's one moment I think I missed like the first period or the first class for the day. And I know it was early on in the morning because what she did is she took me to the staff room and she made me a cup of Milo. Wallahi, mm. I'll never ever forget that in my life. Yeah, mm. VIP service, bro. Oh, 100%. You can never forget that. I know what that staff room smells to this day. It's like, you know, coffee, like old people. Yeah, yeah. You know, and at that time, it was just like coffee was associated with yeah, old people. Course, yeah. mm. But it's just the way that she made me sort of feel in that moment. I was like, oh, like, like, like crap, you know? Mm. And to be honest, I probably wouldn't have remembered that my grandfather was sick back in 08 if it wasn't for my teacher, yeah, you know? Wow. So like I sort of associate those two things in that moment, you know? And then there was like my high school teacher because I love algebra, you know? I just like solving puzzles, like just mm. like getting to the bottom of problems, you know? Mm. And everyone would always tell me like how much they hate maths and stuff. But I was that kid that just loved maths, you know? Mm. Found English boring, found humanities boring and history mm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, but there's one teacher that was always just a challenge, you know? Like he would, he would put, you know, multiple times tables? He'll okay. put like 12 times 12 and see who could do it the fastest. Were you good at that? I was fast as shit, bro. Like, I would do it, do it, do it. 100%. I was fast, that's why. You do it as I was the best in the year level. Bro, concept Same challenge or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, they could do that. And you know what he'd do? He'd reward us with like five bucks or something like that, you know? And I'm not working at the time. Like, five bucks, bro. I felt like a billionaire, man. So that would be like my canteen money for the day. So I'd do anything and everything to make sure I wouldn't miss that class. If I missed that class, that was deeper to me than missing like sports class or something, mm -hmm. you know? Because it's just the fact that I could probably get $5 in like eat good later that day you know mm. but it's that feeling that teachers give you in that moment that like is beyond i guess yeah. high school it's the feeling like you said but i think i reckon teachers were switched on sometimes we just weren't ready for it for sure so a lot of times they did put in the effort yeah but when you're talking about like a hectic feeling i still remember me what a feeling it was it was grade five it's like mid-year no like yeah mid-year and we we're about to go to queensland so me and like uh, my family friends, I don't have to list them, but it was like six of us were all in the primary school and we're all going to Queensland. And it was midday, so we're leaving halfway through the day. That's really hectic. But our parents were in the car and they said, go get all the kids. So we'd knock on the door and we'd act like a boss. Hey, I need this person. Why? We're going to Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we walked out and I remember my family friends knocked on the door and the 
teachers like, oh, sorry, they kind of interrupted. I said, yeah, we're going Queensland. I said, see you, everyone. And I ran out the door. <laughs> and I felt like the biggest boss ever. Yeah, yeah. There's like six kids running around the school, knocking on the door. We need that person. Why? <laughs> we're going Queensland. See you later. And we just ran around and the you school. And then you in their face. Bro, that was the best feeling. Bro, it's moments like that that you'll cherish forever. And remember, bro. That was actually hectic. Bro, that was crazy. You know what teacher I was talking about, by the way, yeah? No, no, come on, man. Too cherry. Uh, yeah, don't, I don't know. We didn't go to the same school, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, was there come, uh, some other things they gave us on Instagram we could delve into? Yeah, but I like the idea about like they didn't prep you for the real world because it's that bubble experience. 100%. You know, you think that's it. But when you kind of learn something new, your mind just keeps expanding. Yeah. You know? But you can only learn so much at school because you're not ready. For it's sure. Like, uh, you know, we had guests on like Salem who said our mind's not fully developed until mm. we're like 25 on average. So you can't be teaching a 14-year-old um, about taxes. If you taught me for, at 14 or Rich Dad Poor Dad said, I might not care. There's a time and place for it. Yeah. You know? And you got to be mentally ready for it. Mm. It's like, um, and you know, like with work as well, like retail, when I first started work, I learned more from retail than I learned from school. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Because like, for example, I'm dealing with customers on a daily basis and I'm dealing with like millions of personalities, not mm. millions, but like multiple personalities yeah. on a daily basis. And I have to sort of navigate between that. So like a lot of my interpersonal skills, I dedicate to that. But certain environments teach you certain skills. I think mm. that's what I'm trying to get at. You know, like school probably taught me like stuff that I don't really can put my hand onto right now. Mm. But like with um, like with like life after and stuff, that taught me my interpersonal skills. Mm. There's low-key things like fair income's teaching me now that I didn't know before, you know, but it's just a, it's a mm. continual journey. Yeah, I think retail um, experience is underrated, honestly. Like yeah, it is, yeah. For sure, I'm going to get my kids to do. Bro, <laughs> <That's for> <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen the first experience where this guy was in retail. Remember? What is it? In Go. Perth. Tell us the story. In Perth? Yeah. Remember when you're dealing with customers? I can't remember the story. Like we've been going Perth for like eight, nine years, ten yeah. years, whatever. So every year we go. Why, bro? Uh, for like Sh shout it out, cousin. No, nah, I'm just saying like we go there and we for the business. So I'm w I'm used to customers. My sister and I, easy, no stress. Ali hasn't been coming the last couple of years, so he came. Was it last year? That's COVID. Uh, no, the, nah, the year before. before. The year before. So Ali came and he's he hasn't came. We've been going six years in a row, so things become normal. Ali comes, the customer asked, like, customer came to the counter, and you have to, like, count everything quick. So it's like multiplication. It's like, oh, addition. You add everything, and you tell them the prices, you get the change quick, and you have to bag it. You're like, Aldi's. Yeah, Aldi does it like a bullet. Yeah. That's what my sister and I are doing. $46 card. <laughs> it's quick. <laughs> Ali comes, and then he, the customer's asking, how much is this? I don't know. And then he starts looking for my mom. He starts looking, has to count this, has to bag at the same time. And the next person's waiting. And he starts getting overwhelmed. He's like, no, 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 I'm out. And he went, like, after <laughs> one, one customer, oh, one customer, he went inside. He goes, bro, this is too much. This. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. How do you guys do it so quick? Because obviously he looked at us. And it's just easier, you know. Yeah, yeah. Especially, like, even for my sister, it takes her, like, a day to not care about the customers. Like, for don't sure. let it get to your head. Yeah. Me, I get there. There's a line I said, you know, in the it line, Masabri, <laughs> wait a couple minutes. Because when you go to Kmart and there's a line, you have to wait. When you For go sure. to Woolies and there's a line, if there's a line, you can't rush yourself and you make mistakes. Like, go as quick as you can, but, like, you have to Pace wait. yourself, yeah. It's a part of the game, you know? And there's three cashiers, so we're not, it's not like there's just one of us. Yeah. And then Ali was just getting overwhelmed and stressing, and I was just funny to see. Because I was composed, I'm the like, experience. Yeah. He wasn't. I was like, he's like, please, bro, help yeah. me. That's <laughs> but that's what it is. Like the first few experiences of retail, or even just getting back into it. Yeah. You want things to 
like go quicker because you don't want to see people waiting because you, sure. you're thinking about what they're thinking. Are they thinking they're competent? Yeah, there's exactly. a lot going on in as well. Yeah. And plus, they give you that like one sigh or they look that's at you differently <laughs> and it puts you off your game. 100%. It's just like, nah, but that's what you got to be just like, you got to. It comes yeah. with experience and time. Yeah, experience and time, 100%. Mm. That's why, like in retail, you can tell who's new and who's not. Yeah. You know, it's a, just the way that they react to customers. Because to, to them, customers are like big, scary guys. You know what the most disrespectful thing is? People that are working retail and give other people in retail shit. Mm. I can't stand that. Yeah. You know, it's like, like you know how hard it is. You know how hard it is. You know how annoying it is. Because, bro, are you like, saying customers? Yeah, as like as customers a retail customer, you go give someone yeah, else in retail yeah, like a hard time. No, like, but that I reckon those people have never worked retail. That's why. No, he's no, saying no. retail say workers. Re so oh, retail saying customers. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. People that actually worked in retail as well. They're oh, the lowest sad. of people yeah. Yeah. because you know what it's like, and you actually you act here. Yeah, here trying to give people like a hard time. It's like, come on, man, chill a little bit. Uncalled for. But oh, it is uncalled for. Lowest of lows. Uh, give us the last one. What's on? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is it? What do we got? We covered it, bro. That's it. Unless we pick a random one again. I thought the time schedule or something. You know, someone. A lot of people asked about that. Oh, sorry, so yeah, yeah. I see that. How are you utilizing time relationship with screens and keeping our routine and stuff? I think this question's in relation to COVID. Lockdown. A lot of yeah. people are in lockdown. Now, yeah, yeah, that's true. I might get locked down for a couple more weeks. So. Yeah, true, true, true. You guys want to take this one off? What time? Yeah, because I think you guys have got a lot of time in lockdown. Yeah. So I think it's just what I was thinking when I seen that was that for most of us, we have more time than usual. For sure, yeah. So I think it's just the idea of actually using it to some sort of good use. Mm -hmm. And also for myself personally, it's like becoming more intentional with you know all the technology I have in the house. Because I feel like some days it's taken over my day. And naturally it does because it's addictive. It's normal. Do you let yourself be in moments like that? Like, do you just like let it be? Like, if you already clock three hours on TikTok for the day, do you just go like, yeah, stuff it. Like, let me have another couple hours. Or do you be like, well, nah, like I should discipline myself. It was TikTok. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> that's why, I, that's like, like I said, that's why I got off it. Yeah. I want to take a nice break and actually like look at how much time I use on screens sure. and how beneficial it is or not. Mm -hmm. And like, can I live without it? So it's just interesting. I'm starting to just experiment with myself and how I use my phone. Like I, I turned off iMessage. Yeah, a while it's, back. it's annoying. Bro. Yeah, I, know. I, know. I hate texting but then, you. But then, to be honest, I don't care because yeah. for me, I turn off the internet. So I use my phone half the time. Yeah, <laughs> wait, but like, I'm wait, 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 wait. You t you turn off the internet? Yeah. Why do you turn the internet off? Because oh, to use your data. If you, if you, like, if I go for walks or whatever, someone actually needs to call me for some sort of reason. Uh. Do not disturb. No, but like, <laughs> what if they want to call me? Then it's not going to go through. Ah, yeah, but you're turning I, off messages. No, yeah, but as in, so I could turn off my internet. So then when I use my phone, I can't use it for anything else but message people. Ah, uh, I get you. I yeah, get there's you. There's no like incentive. Get yeah, yeah, to distract yourself. I'm just experimenting, bro. That's all it is. Like, what have you realized in that time? Like, how have you felt? That's good, man. I feel like I realize I have a lot more time on my hands. Mm. Sometimes I. Got to be bored, to be honest, yeah. in, a, in a good way. So I started to realize, like, I can do, I can make time for other things. Like, even just as simple as spending time with people in my house, bro. Recipients. Like, those type of things, like, you just get distracted. And you can be sitting on your phone, and you, or you could just be socializing with your parents or whatever it is. Those type of little things, like, I'm just starting to experiment and actually assess the way I use my time. Mm. So it's actually very interesting. Mm. I don't know if you've noticed for yourself with screen time, but... My screen time wasn't too it's bad hmm. yeah but it wasn't because like i'm busy what's bad 
Tell us the numbers. Let's go. I've turned that off because I got sick of seeing it. Well, I actually did. Yeah. Every Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single Sunday morning. Because at one point I was doing good, mm. and then I, for this like three weeks I received this text message. Or you know that morning at it, it said to me, "Oh, you're up like seventeen percent. You're up like twenty eight percent." I'm like, this shit is just gonna keep going <laughs> up. Like, let me stop before it like explodes. Mm, you know? Yeah. Um, but I've just sort of accepted it, bro. You know, like I know because Alhamdulillah, like I have such a good schedule and a system going on at the moment mm. so anytime that i go and spend some time on like social media or on tiktok or something like that like it's purposeful like yeah. i know like i'm just Feel gonna free. go mm. yeah because i don't have the time to waste at the moment mm. compared to like in summer where you just like you might have a day off or like you have like four days back to back off and you just be scrolling and stuff yeah. so i don't have that sort of time but like with tiktok as well like i enjoy because i don't watch youtube as much at the moment mm. whereas like tiktok is like my sort of entertainment yeah, it's my burst of entertainment. I can consume so much content in such a little amount of time. Yeah. You know? It's like, to be honest, it is time efficient <laughs> in a way. Like yeah, you, very, very time efficient. Anyway, so like Depends which way you look at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah It's time efficient <laughs> because you can consume content in such a small amount of time, but you're doing, you're entertaining yourself for such a long amount of time. Mm. That's the only downside to yeah. it. Yeah. I thought about it the other day. I was thinking about how, you know that video we posted and we're sitting there. And I was saying the whole 1.7 billion people TikTok and yeah, yeah, whatever. Remember, yeah. And how I said, like, I don't see TikTok, like, blowing off or it's not going to last more than a year. <laughs> now look at you consuming for hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken over my life, bro. Yeah. Two years down the line as well. TikTok's yeah. been around for oh, a while. Wow. Yeah. So you don't know, man. Yeah. What are you show? Yeah, how's your screen time? Um, screen time's okay because well, the thing is I have no social media. So it's a bit of a, like, a... Not crazy, but it's a bit of a different thing, especially in lockdown. Social media is a good avenue to um, kill time. But I feel like the idea of killing time isn't a good mindset to have. You can kind of use your time as, but you say, okay, now I want to have a downtime. But you, I think you should be intentional with it. But I think a good thing you can do in lockdown is say, I want to be um, productive or do things that I need to do until a certain amount of time. So you see there's like light at the end of the tunnel, there's a reward. It's like, okay, I'm going to do all my studies. I'm going to do all my workouts or readings, whatever, until like 6 p.m. Mm. After 6 p.m., I don't want to be productive. For sure. I don't want to do emails. I don't want to do work. I don't want to, you know, have to do uni stuff. It's like until 6. Obviously, some people, it's, it's you have to do it however many hours. Mm. But it's like, I'll reward myself. I'll do unlimited guilt-free TV shows, movies, whatever, after 6, after 7, whatever works for you. And I feel like if you can stick to something like that, stick to a good sleeping routine, mm. you can kind of be... Um, efficient with your lockdown because you might not have another opportunity to have for example a month off work and a month at home so there's actually so much you can do in a month yeah. you know there's a there's the 10,000 hour rule which is excellence in anything you do but there's the TED talk that talks about the 20 hour rule yeah so 20 hours in any specific skill or task can make you like sufficient make you at least like a base level good at it yeah just 20 hours so if you're doing like an hour and a half it takes you like two weeks you're doing, you know, um, tw 20 days, just an hour a day. Yeah. So any type of skill you want to learn, all it takes is 20 hours. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you can start to actually like utilize your time, it's good. And screen time, it's a, it's an interesting thing. We did um, last Sunday, maybe we'll do it tomorrow again, no phones the entire day. We woke up in the morning. What? The whole family. Yeah, whole family. My dad had the idea. So we woke up in the morning. Ali goes, where's your phone? We put it on the kitchen counter. You can use a laptop if you want because I was doing editing. But zero phones. What about calls and texts? Alhamdulillah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you can WhatsApp on my laptop, but it's like um, there's sometimes there is emergencies. But like Tim Ferriss talks about in four hour work week when he talks about his email and you know sending like a specific time. 
it's a crazy thing, but if someone can't contact you, they'll probably find uh, another way. Like I, I got my phone at 11.30 to put an alarm on. I saw two missed calls. Texted the person, what happened? I called them. And then the next day they replied, they said, oh, I needed the printer for something, but I just went to someone else. So a lot of times you think something is dire yeah. need, but if they can't get to you, they'll get to someone else. Did your dad give you guys a warning or it just happened in the morning? Like No, no like we spoke about it a couple of days earlier because okay. they've been like watching the news a lot and being on their phone a lot. Their screen time is more than us. So I said, hey, let's try to reduce it. Then he goes, what about we do this? Mm. And it was a good incentive for the whole family to do it. But it's more about your relationship with screens where it's intentional. Mm. Do it guilt-free, but don't wake up in the morning two hours YouTube like I used to do. Yeah. You know? Yes, yeah, And that's I, true. I just want to make the most of the lockdown. Yeah, that's that's one thing you said there that was like, yeah. that, that was a big point. So there. I really want to make the most of it because you might not have the opportunity again. It's like you don't want to regret it. And you can find out what works for you. Mm. But there's always something that you can actually do. Go learn how to skateboard. Go learn how to rollerblade. Go learn how to paint. You know, go learn a new skill. Learn editing. There's so much you can do. And you just don't want to regret it. And TikTok, like three, four hours a day, make it two hours and a half and do an hour or something else. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. Well, it depends. If you have 24 hours, three hours, not that bad. Yeah. But yeah, it depends on your mindset. But you know the whole thing about um, making the most of this lockdown? I literally was preaching it to someone the other day because if you look at it, bro, a year ago, everything was like literally, literally like new to us. Everything was foreign. No one knew about COVID. No one knew about lockdowns. When there was a curfew, everyone respected the curfews. Mm -hmm. Everyone stayed back in, like before, like stayed indoors, yeah? It's sort of an excuse and it's understandable how we wasted a lot of time in the first like lockdowns, you know, because we had so much time, we didn't know how to deal with it. Mm. You know, we went into summer and we had all the, like we went into summer and alhamdulillah, we weren't really in lockdown. You know, we're living a life where we're going on road trips, we're doing whatever. So we came back to our pre-COVID lives, yeah? Now we're back in COVID, okay? Mm. I was saying to someone, I was like, in COVID, like the first lockdown, I regretted a lot of things in the sense that, not regret, like I wish I would have done this, but if I had that time again, and I said to myself, if that time does come again where I can do something or whatever, that I will make that time more meaningful. Mm. You know, I will go spend that time and pick up something new, you know? Or that thing that I was trying to procrastinate, if I actually do it, you know? Another thing, like sleep was a bad thing. Like I would sleep terrible hours during mm. last year's pandemic, like last year's lockdowns. Yeah, and this year I was like, nah, regardless of what time or whatever I have priorities in the next one, I'm actually going to go sleep, you know? Because like you said, there won't ever be another lockdown again. You know, who knows, you know? Yeah. But if you have all this time in the world now, why don't you make something most of it? You know, because as humans, we naturally have that like procrastination mindset where we will put it off till next Monday. Because it's know? the easy option. Yeah. It is the easy option and it requires you not being able to do work in mm. the moment now, you know? And, we're naturally lazy. It's just the way that yeah. we are. You know, yeah. anything that what's called avoid risk, we'll do it hundred percent. But we the whole do point what we need to do. Yeah, but we've got to be a bit more. Uh, I'm speaking to myself here, like purposeful and meaningful with our time. Mm. Uh, there should be like a reason behind why we do this because, who knows, two days later on, um, or in two years, we might be married. You know, mm. or we might have some big job opportunity that comes our way, and we wish we had a weekend off. Mm. You know, and you don't want to be that person that says like. Like down the line, like I wish I did this, I wish yeah, I did this. Regrets. You know, one of the punishments, and this is something not to switch the flow of the conversation, but like in the Quran, yeah, when a lot of people like, th there's a reason why the Quran is like a miracle. You know, a lot of the stuff that's mentioned in the Quran, in regards to, like for example, Ilahi always quotes people and their their reactions on the day of judgment, and they always say certain things like Ya Laytani, you know, like I wish, like they they have th this feeling of regret, and this feeling of regret is a form of punishment. You know, and I, I know one thing about me is I later on in life, I don't want to be in a position where I look back and say, I wish, mm. 
Mm. You know, because how much of a burn would that be, you know? And mm. people say all stuff like, I don't regret stuff, I don't regret stuff. Come on, don't lie to yourself, you know? Mm. You wish it, you could have done something. It's human nature. Yeah. But I realised even with me, with the life experiences I've had, I regret the things I didn't do more than the things I did do. Mm. You know what I mean? I like feel you. The opportunities, that time, that place I was. It's like, you know when Ali and I were in Jordan? We were there for 10 months. The last month we were... We knew we were leaving, yeah. and when you know you're leaving, we just like you say, Sadie knows. We just slacked off with Arabic. I, I think we went to like one class a week. We just wanted to go home because we knew we started booking. Bro, we got the globe, we span it, and we said wherever it lands, we're going. Mm-hmm. Started just looking at tickets every single day, hotels, planning where we wanted to go. Just want to get out of Jordan, like because you know you're leaving. So it's like, what's the difference if I go for those two weeks? But now it's like I wish I did that extra month, the extra month of Arabic when we're at our best. We might have like been like seven months here, but it's like you, I regret doing that. You know, missing <laughs> yeah. out on the opportunity. You know, when we're traveling, when you're even here, it's like the things you didn't do. Mm. I feel you, hundred yeah. percent. I feel you. I think we we leave the episode on that note. Yeah. We leave it on a good note. You know, yeah. don't regret nothing. Um, thank you guys for listening to our episode today. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Um, share with your family. Um, I hope you guys are doing well in lockdown. I think. Soon we'll come up with a, a lockdown special of some sort. We've got something in store for you guys. Um, but yeah, also make sure you can stream it on YouTube, but also on all podcast um, um, streaming platforms such as Spotify, iTunes, podcasts, and whatnot. But peace.